The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to the YouthCast on this very important day for students across the country as today is GCSE Results Day 2022. My name is Mohsin and... My name is Razin and inshallah we'll be joined today by some very important guests who I'm sure are very proud of what their students have achieved and how they've preserved and persevered through some very tough times to achieve some amazing GCC results. So we were uh, meant to join, be joined by two guests today but uh, currently in the studio we have Joe Miles, the head teacher of Chorney High School for Girls. Would you like to introduce yourself and uh, how has today been for you? Uh, today's been a great day. Actually, there were lots of smiles, lots of cheers in the hall when the girls came in to get their uh, get their results. So we're just delighted that the girls achieved so well and that they'll be able to go on to the next stage of education or training or work so successfully. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I've been looking at the news in Luton and in general, uh, there have been a lot of uh, very, very happy students, uh, a lot of very, very happy teachers, head teachers. You know, very. Uh, it's been a very tough year for students uh, uh, through very many difficulties they've faced in terms of COVID and teaching and also, you know, getting past those difficulties and they've still achieved a very, very good set of results for this year. So uh, uh, let's uh, let's go back. <laughs> uh, let's go back in time slightly to mine and Razin's results. So. Our results were only a year ago. Yeah, so... So they are quite still fresh in our minds, but... For me, I think it was quite different to this year in terms of... I actually received my results completely remote, so there was no experience of sort of being around all your mates and seeing and comparing results. Everything was remote, so even with the exams themselves, because of the um, centre assessed grades, teacher assessed grades... Um, there was a lot of confusion as to how the results were going to be determined. But in the end, when we got them, I mean, a lot of people were very proud of their results. And why don't you talk about yourself, Mustin? How how was your experience? So uh, our experience, obviously, with receiving results was different because we were awarded teacher assessed grades. But essentially, for me, the results day was the classic. You know, waking up, going to receive results in a paper form with all my friends there, so we can talk to each other. And it's a lot more social. I mean, on- online, I think it <laughs> kind of kills the, yeah, experience, it does ruin the experience slightly. But uh, but yeah, they were good. So just a question for Joe. How has the spread of results been this year, maybe compared to other years? Do you mean the, the results themselves? Mm. Um, well, there's been a, there's a lot of coverage in the, in the news about the ups and downs of results. But for, for us at our school, the results have been really strong across all subjects. Uh, particularly pleased with English uh, and maths and our progress uh, score, so pretty solid right the way, right the way across, which is great for the girls and great for the school. Brilliant, brilliant. That's very, very good to hear. Uh, as uh, you know, these people progress in their future. I'm sure this will be a big uh, boost to their confidence to show what they're capable of. That's that's, that's amazing. Uh, also, uh, and just another question: How sort of Obviously, with last year and the year before, results were awarded differently. Has there been a major difference in sort of results this year, maybe compared to previous years? Well, they are they are slight. Well, they are different because your both your results were were teacher assessed uh, grades, so you didn't sit ex- exams. So this cohort of students have sat exams um, pretty much in the same way as they did the last time in twenty in twenty nineteen. So for those students, they've not known any different, really. You know, for you, you knew for quite a few months that you weren't going to sit exams. Well, for the girls at uh, at Chorley Girls, they knew that they were going to sit at exams, so they were prepared for that. Um, they did that really well. They were really resilient. They were really focused. Um, so for them, I think they knew what it was going to be. They knew what they were what they were facing the same way as you did so I think the experience is just it's different uh, for them um, but they were prepared for it in the same way that you were prepared for for your teacher assessed grades I think that's a very that's a very good way of putting it like we were prepared that we weren't going to sit sort of exactly, external exams yeah. 
and that we were going to receive these results based on a teacher's analysis. Uh, but these students uh, were prepared, as in they knew that they were going to have to sit external exams, so they would prepare that way. So I think, I think yeah. there, there's a, there's a difference, but it's similar in a way as that we knew what was coming in a way, and that we knew that if you adequate, adequately prepare, the results should be should be pretty good. Well, it was really the, it's the same thing, isn't it? Because if you if you had worked hard consistently, that would have been reflected in your teacher assessed grades. And it's the same thing for students sitting exams. If they're focused, if they're determined, and they work hard, then they they reap the result, the rewards of that. Absolutely. So, in terms of obviously big talk of the town, still in terms of exams and results, COVID, how much of an effect have do you think COVID has? had on this year's cohort compared to maybe mine and Razin's cohort the year before, do you think there's been a greater effect, maybe less of an effect of COVID, do you think? I think it's really hard to really to pinpoint which year group has been most impacted, but this current year 11, their year 9, 10 and 11 were all, were all disturbed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is quite a, it is quite a, an impact but what I would say is that our year 11 and I can only speak about our year uh, 11 um, and actually the boys school as well because we you know we talk to staff there a lot I think what the year 11s have been really good at is actually just tuning out a lot of that noise because there was a lot of talk about how Covid was going to impact on students and it was going to impact in not a great way but actually, our students were really good at just focusing on on what they were they were doing in the classroom, with the teachers at home, or the home learning, and just tuning the rest of it out, and just being really resilient. So, the cohort that have just gone through at our school, I'm absolutely in awe of them, because they've done really well against all of those difficulties, and I think they've done it just by being really focused and really, really resilient and not worrying too much about the talk about, well, actually, it it has been really difficult and therefore it might impact. They've just decided that all will be well if they just really focus on the essential things. So I'm, I'm really, really proud of them. I think the resilience showcased from those students is just completely commendable because I think Muslim, if we go back and think about us, we were sort of, we were quite relaxed because we were thinking, okay, cool, we have no exams now. And then it was sort of just a free summer. But if you think about these year 11s now, they've missed, what is it, at least three years of learning, a substantial amount of learning that they've missed. And to do real exams after that and still come out with better grades than 2019, which was the last time real exams had been sat, it's completely commendable. So... I think um, it, that all praise due to them. Yeah, I think teenagers are much more resilient than people than people think. Um, so I think they've weathered. I think most teachers, teenagers, have weathered COVID well. I mean, they, you know, without a doubt, there'll be some that have found it found it difficult. But by and large, te- uh, teenagers are really resilient. And all the students at our school have demonstrated that really clearly. Absolutely. I think in my case as well, in uh, our school year, it was a lot of, you know, like you said, about just blocking everything out and just making sure that you're focused on what your goals are. So the way we would sit our exams was we had internal exams. So we'd have a set of exams around April, May time. And a lot of what we were doing was just revision focus. We'd block out any news that was happening, anything that was going around us. And we knew that, you know, we had this goal of, you know, trying to do our best in these exams, which was obviously going to influence what their teacher such grades were going to be. And I think it's the same case with uh, this year's cohort. They knew that, you know, we we, were, we are going to have external exams. You know, we have been uh, disturbed slightly with obviously COVID like uh, other cohorts have. But, you know, it's just remaining resilient, remaining focused, and uh, they can they can reap the rewards now. I think and absolutely. Too. You know, the teachers at our school were really focused as well, really committed as well, just kept their eye on all of that, on all the preparation, rather than, rather than anything else. 
and that combination supported by parents because students do their best actually when they're supported not just by the teachers and by the, the school but by parents too and we're really fortunate in Luton that the community and parents support students really really well and that's a really powerful partnership when you've got parents when you've got the community when you've got the school uh, and the teachers all working together towards uh, towards a common purpose I think I think that's a very very good point that uh, obviously we can highlight what the students have done in terms of making sure they achieve what they want to achieve but it's also important to highlight what teachers and parents have done because because it, it all links you know it's that sort of support network that you have around the student which enables them to sort of achieve greatly as they have done uh, this year uh, uh, so you know the way uh, in my case as well the teachers were very very supportive they'd understand the hurdles that we'd face but also themselves they had faced hurdles in terms of teaching you know virtual teaching virtually it's not the same thing you know preparing all these resources while you know you've got all the news just blaring 24 7 mm. and trying to block all that out while being focused on your students i think it's very commendable they learned a lot about technology they learned a lot about giving feedback when you you've not got students physically in front of you so although it was a really challenging time teachers really developed their skills and their knowledge about how to support students remotely with with technology so you know there were some really cool things that I didn't know about moat feedback on Google Classroom where you can record feedback for students work that they can they can listen to so all of those things teachers learn how to do and learn how to do really quickly so you know I think often we need to look at the kind of the positives of those things that you know, in terms of teaching and learning and pedagogy, teachers made big strides during COVID, which they're still using now. Yeah, uh, in my case, for so over these holidays, I do physics A-level, so my physics teacher has sent me some work, and some of the work and some of the videos that he's using are from when he was teaching virtually, so it's that same sort of resources. He's understood how to use technology <laughs> yeah. now, in a way, as a lot of teachers have, and he's still using these resources to teach us, so I think... You know, we've learned a lot in the last two years about how to use how technology has sort of helped us in terms of education and just sort of with students as well. And I, I do have a question for you, Joe. In terms of, so I'm sure you've seen uh, multiple year 11s receive their results. How is it? What are the sort of reactions that you recurring that they you always see year after year? I'm, I'm sure it's a nerve wracking time. Nerves are very high. It's a very an emotional time. So, what are the sort of reactions that you see? I think they vary. I think sometimes some students are really quiet because they can't quite believe. There were some students today in our school who were really quiet mm. because they couldn't quite believe what they were reading on the paper in front of them when they've got multiple year, uh, multiple grade nines mm. uh, on all the subjects. So um, some of them were really quiet. Some of them immediately sort of run around <laughs> cheering and hugging people and hugging anyone that that they they walk past. Um, so I think it's really I think it's really mixed bag a mixed a mixed bag, and it, I think a lot depends on the kind of temperament of everyone's different. Um, but today we saw a lot of students who were who were really really pleased. Really Good to hear. Pleased. Yeah, there's a lot of jumping, screaming, and <laughs> you know it's their day. They have every right to jump as much as they want. They've worked very hard for the results, so I think that's a, that's a very very positive thing. You know, just seeing, you know, in times of adversity, they've, you know, progressed Maintained so much. Their resilience. They've, uh, yeah, they've kept their resilience and they've achieved greatly. So, uh, speaking of resilience, there have been multiple challenges here actually. So. In terms of the exam boards, we've seen a lot on the news recently that exam boards actually have been providing maybe um, inaccurate information regarding topic lists in terms of the exams. And it's actually had quite an adverse impact on students. Even if we talk about A-levels, we were looking at the BTECs and BTEC students actually received their results quite uh, a number of days later, which was had again had an adverse um, 
um, th- uh, um, had an adverse at- reaction from them, and because obviously they're looking at their university placements. So, I guess I'm aiming this at you, Joe. What do you think exam boards could have done to prevent this? Well, I can't really comment too much about the BTECs um, because that's at A level and we're at an 11 to 16 school. But to be honest, the information that the exam boards provided this year about what topics would be covered and what topics wouldn't was actually pretty accurate. So I think for GCSEs, I I think teachers knew clearly what topics were going to be admitted, what areas they needed to focus on. So I think for GCSEs, that was pretty clear. But the BTEX is a separate is a separate issue, which. Um, you know we don't we don't do BTEX, so we haven't been impacted uh, by that, and I, do, I haven't really followed the news um, on that. But I think the bottom line is, is that students should get the results when they're due. Mm. So whatever's happened about BTEC, the exam boards just need to they need to address that because it's not right when students don't get the the results on the day that everyone else does. Yeah, I think I think that's important to sort of clear up that. What examples did set up for set out uh, prior to exams or topic lists, etc. They were largely accurate, but obviously there there is some frustration regarding, I believe, a physics exam, which maybe didn't include, which included a question which maybe wasn't highlighted. But yeah, I think there's that. But the examples were quick to acknowledge, uh, quick to acknowledge that, and all they do is they just they will discount that, they'll discount that question for every you know for everybody. So I don't think that, that those things impact impact hugely. Um, and we just have to be careful not to focus too much on, on little things like like that. By and large, it worked really well this year. Yeah, I think I think that examples did pretty good in sort of, you know, making sure that students were adequately prepared in terms of sort of prior help, you could say. Uh, uh, what do you think, uh, just a question, what advice do you have in terms of... Uh, the next step for your students who have just received the results. If there's any students out there listening, mm-hmm. we have uh, uh, the head teacher of Chorney High School for Girls here. So uh, what advice do you have for any students in terms of their futures? Well, I think the first thing, if when they're really pleased with the results, I think is just to enjoy that for a few days. Um, and that is advice that I would give myself as well, because head teachers always enjoy it in the moment and then co- and then immediately think about all the things that they need to do and you have to remind yourself to enjoy those results for a few days but then I think I think for students that are moving on to apprenticeships or to the workplace or to a levels at sixth form or the sixth form college um, I think you would give them the same advice as you would give students um, when they're at school which is, to work hard, to focus, to focus on um, on their work, and um, to listen to advice that they're given from their teachers, and to act on that advice. Um, to read widely, particularly for A level. Um, I'm sure you two are told that for your for your A levels, it's not enough at A level, um, and any other vocational courses. Just to be really narrow, you've got to read more widely. So I think read widely around your subject, work as hard as you did for um, for GCSE, and make the most of your non-contact time. Because when you do, when you're a sixth form in a school or at the sixth form college, you have more non-contact time. When you're in school, you don't have that, and actually you need to make good use of that. So a balance between sitting, chatting having a cup of coffee with friends and using that time wisely to do to do a study so i think a balance a balance there i think that's a brilliant point you know there's there's a huge difference between you know uh, school and six women it's just sort of uh, ensuring that that tran- transition between the two is smooth and like you said with contact and non-contact time from our experience we both go to six form so you know you do get a lot more freedom which is a good thing you know it is a very good thing but it's just about using your time wisely so you know you'll have a lot more free time in terms of periods in between lessons maybe even a couple of hours between lessons so it's making sure that you utilize the time to you know 
be social with your friends but also to make sure that you get an appropriate amount of work done because a levels it does ramp up slightly yeah. in terms of the uh maybe the preparation maybe not so much but it's just about transitioning into the actual academic side of it because it does get slightly more advanced so it's just about making sure that you have a balance and especially that you're prepared you've read up widely on your subjects before you go to college yeah 100% i would sort of um reiterate the point of just when you receive your results just enjoy yourself you have how many months until september where you'd be starting college i think that time is sort of the time where the last time before you'd start a levels and you actually can enjoy yourself without sort of the pressure of new exams or anything like that i'm sure muslim and i we definitely would have enjoyed ourselves okay so i believe we are joined by our other guest uh, uh for the show today a higher or the one who i believe is the uh head teacher of al-hikma girl school uh here in luton assalamu alaikum okay she as- assalamu alaikum can you hear us I think she's still figuring out. She's still figuring out technically, but we do have her with her, okay. with her, with us. So uh, that's a positive. <laughs> yeah. Okay. While well, while well, she figures that out. Okay. Why don't we? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, what were we talking about until she gets herself? Uh, we were talking about uh, the you know preparing to for the next step. Right. Okay. So, yeah. Um. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. You're. If you're. Uh, what? How old are they? Fifteen. Sixteen. So. You have that. You have that time until A levels, and of course, it, it is quite a considerable jump to A levels. It's not going to be a walk in the park, but certainly, um, you have the time to actually go out with your mates. You know, have some fun, and obviously, um, well done on the results. Absolutely, well done on the results. I think it's very important that maybe we're being a bit a bit harsh here. We're just sort of, you know, focus on your A levels, yeah. but. It's very. It's also important to sort of enjoy the time, enjoy your time, enjoy your results. Be very proud of yourself, and uh, just sort of not worry too much about A levels. That time will come when it comes. So just make sure that you enjoy yourself and make sure that you do a bit of adequate preparation <laughs> before you get to A level. But um, yeah, it should be good. So uh, I think there's a lot you can you can do um, once you've enjoyed yourself for two or three days and enjoyed your results. There's a lot you can do in terms of prior reading, looking at the syllabus, looking at the textbook that you've been you've been given. If you're doing an apprenticeship, there's lots of there's lots of preparation that you can do about reading around about business and companies. Um, so I think I think it is important to enjoy it, but not just to enjoy it endlessly. Yeah, so that's a very, very good point. So uh Arazin, have do you, do you know anyone who has received the GCSE result? Um, I can't see I do. I'm sure. So I'm actually from London. So I only moved to Luton last year. So I'm not too familiar with the high schools around the area, as well as the students that are in Year Eleven now. But back home in my high school in London, I think I do know a couple of students that are that have received their results, and of course they've been brilliant. Why don't you talk about your... I know you have some family members that received their results. Why don't you tell us about that? I do have some family members who received the results and they have done very, very well. We're all very proud of them. Uh, I've got two cousins that received the results. Quite a few uh, eights and nines in there, so always very proud of that. And I think I will also reiterate the same advice that I'm giving off here. You know, you've done very good. Be very proud of yourself, but also... Uh, just acknowledge that you will be moving on to something which might just, you know, uh, will be slightly harder in terms of academically, socially. You know, there's a lot of factors that play into it and it's just about sort of managing yourself when that time comes. But yeah, I think uh, overall in my family and overall uh, a lot of people that I know from, Chawney boys who are yeah, younger than us, I know a lot of them, they've do- also done very well. So I think overall... It's a day for Luton to be very proud of of all the students. So uh, have you heard anything from any other schools? So tell us a bit about sort of Denby, Chalk Hills, anything that you've heard from any other schools. I mean, it was broadcasted in the morning. But have you have you heard anything in terms, just in the last minute we've got here, in terms of any other schools? Um. So I was looking at an article and I've seen across the board 
all high schools in Luton have just had astonishing results. Compared to 2019, it's just been a complete improvement. And obviously the last two, three years have been anomalies. But across the board, um, I think in, what was it, um, correct me if I'm wrong, was it Chorney boys that actually had a student that achieved 10 nines, so a full clean sweep of nines. Uh, I mean, you don't really see this stuff every day. It's absolutely astonishing to... And, I mean, all credit is due to these students who've worked just brilliantly throughout the last um, however many years and months. So, yeah, um, why don't you tell us about any sort of um, information you've heard? So, yeah, I think it has been good. Overall, Luton has had a very, very good spread of results. Uh, we've just got 10 seconds left of the show. Any last words, Joe? Um, and on behalf of Chorney High School for Girls, I'd just like to say well done to all our girls. Thank you to our teachers parents, Chilton Learning Trust who support all of our schools and the wider community and well done to all the schools and all the students in Luton. Yep. Assalamu alaikum. We will see you after the break. Assalamu alaikum. This is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to the YouthCast. Today is the 25th of August. This is a Thursday and it is GCSE Results Day 2022. And as you just heard in the first half, uh, we interviewed uh, Joe Mills from uh, Chorney High School for Girls, the head teacher. And we were asking her a range of questions regarding uh, the spread of results in her school uh, across Luton and just in general, some of the difficulties students have faced and questions regarding exam boards, etc., etc. So, uh, how, how do you think the first half of the show went uh, with Joe? Razin? Yeah, I think she gave some quite good advice in terms of what the next step students can do with their um, the results they've just received, and also I think um, just to clarify the I mean the amazing results we received in comparison to 2019. It's all smiles, all good news. Um, what did you think of it, Muthin? Yeah, I think it was very, very good, uh, especially to have an insight from someone who's sort of at the heart of it. You know, we're mm, sort of yeah. students who have received GCC results in the past. So, you know, but I think it was really good, you know, having uh, Joe on the show and just talking about a lot of things and things that maybe we wouldn't have talked about, you know, in terms of the uh, efforts that teachers have put in, students, etc. And I think I think it was very, very good uh, insight. So uh, we do have another guest for uh, this half. Uh, we have... Ahaya Redwan, who is the head teacher, I believe, of Al my girls' school. So another head teacher, and she will be joining us shortly. And she will also be talking about the spread of results in her school. And then maybe we will ask, be asking her similar questions. Uh, obviously, in terms of you know how's the spread of results in her school, how have they differed from previous years. You know, obviously, there's that big sort of cloud of you know covid yeah you know, that, that, that has has to be mentioned because uh uh like uh joe said that students were very uh, negatively affected by covid uh, especially this cohort because uh covid hit i believe well they were in year nine so that's year nine ten and year eleven disrupted and despite that uh despite those difficulties uh they sat the exams and you know obviously what we've heard from Joe and what we've been seeing online, uh, the spread of results in Luton has been, you know, mind-blowing, you could say, has been mm. really, really, really good. So, uh, we're just waiting for Haya to join. But let's talk a bit more about sort of our own personal journey, you could say, with GCSEs. Okay. So, uh, you know, obviously we sat our GCSEs about a year ago now. Yeah. Or... A form of GCSEs, you could call <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, definitely so, an anomaly. Yeah. So the way our GCSEs were set were obviously very different to what uh, no, the way normal GCSEs would be set. So we were given internal exams. So for anyone out there listening who doesn't know what that is, internal exams are exams set by the school. So usually you'd have a set of external exams at the end of the year where exam boards, exam boards, etc., etc., specific exams to do. But this. For our year, we actually had teachers would sort of create their own exam for students to do. And so what you saw is that each school had their own sort of framework or, or uh, principle as to how the exams were sat with different differing grade boundaries across the board of all schools. 
So there was no flat line with the schools in terms of how grades are going to be awarded. But now we're back to the normal. So obviously with the exam boards, you do have uh, grades and established grade boundaries. So it's a lot more... Um, it's a lot more easy to see the results and compare them because if we even if we look at A level results and university results, you can't really use them as comparisons to any sort of um, other years because they're just not accurate in terms of how exams are supposed to have been sat. I think that's a, that's a very very good point. So obviously, the comparison between our results and this year's result is 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 is, is a different way of yeah. sitting GCSEs. In my personal opinion, I think that, you know, obviously the way we sat exams was obviously different, but I don't think in terms of difficulty, it wasn't that too much different because in my personal experience, we did sit a lot of exams. So we sat a lot more maths papers. So traditionally you'd sit three maths papers. Mm. I believe I sat about five maths papers. Wow. So for me personally, we did obviously have a different way, a different approach to GCSEs but I think it's just the way that you navigate with what you have so like Joe was saying before in terms they're different but they're similar in a way if you get what I mean like yeah. you have uh, uh, a goal at the end and you just have to find your way you just have to navigate to reach that goal so with us it was about making sure that we did well in those exams and then making sure that you know we got the best teacher assessed grades possible and for this cohort it's just making sure that they prepare the, uh, as best as they can for the exams and then making sure that they do well when it comes to the exams so i'm just going to disrupt you there because we've got two guests who are actually waiting to so we actually got adrian uh who is from the chiltern learning head of the chiltern learning trust we've got uh with us and we've also got Haya, the head teacher of al hikma girls school hello can you hear us assalamu alaikum so we've got uh Adrian Rogers from uh, the head of the Chiltern Learning Trust, I believe. Uh, how have you been doing today? Can you hear me? Yep. Can I can hear you, Adrian. You okay? Yes, I'm fine. Thank you. That's lovely. Thank you. So, uh, uh, Adrian, I'm sure it's been a, a very eventful day. How, how's it been so far? Yeah, it's, it's been good. Um, I was at Denby most of the day. Normally, I, I get in the car and get around all our Luton schools. Um, but today we had the BBC in. Um, so I know that Tariq was desperately trying to get a job there with them. So I had to try and help Tariq get, sort his career out. So I, I stayed at Denby most of the day, um, which is unusual for me. But obviously the trust getting bigger now. So we had lots of people at Kempston and Bedford and Leighton Buzzard. So I was sort of like the the, the controller in, in the Denby office. Um, so it was a, a brilliant day. It was brilliant seeing the smiles and brilliant seeing, seeing the pictures. Yeah, and it's something that uh, Joe Miles from uh, Chorney High School for Girls, she also echoed the same thing that, you know, through all these adverse times, the students have prospered and achieved these amazing results. So it's amazing to see. How about yourself, Haya? How's today been? Mashallah, um, like um, Adrian's just said, it's it's been amazing. Watching the students come in and get their results and open them up, and it's just been absolutely overwhelming. They've, they've been, some of them have been so surprised with their results. Um, you know, they've been, they've really achieved well today. And I think it, it is actually a reflection of, Luton in itself as well as a real diverse community I think it's really important to um, to recognize that um, that nationally we fall in so many different categories and statistics but today the girls um, and I'm sure your students as well have done everybody proud yeah I think that's the whole community really yeah the whole community you know been looking online at the news and uh, what we've been seeing from all of the schools is that they've got an amazing set of results. So if we look at Chorney High School for Boys, Chorney High School for Girls, Denby, Al-Hikma Girls School, so yourself, Hayat, they've been an amazing set of results. So just a question for uh, you, Adrian. Uh, how is the spread of results this year and how do you think they differ from last year and the year before? Yes, it's, that's a great question. Um, obviously, nationally, I can give you the national answer, is that they're a little bit higher than... Um, pre-COVID. So the figures are about six, five or six percent up on 2019 figures in terms of nationally. Um, because we're quite a, a medium-sized to large trust, actually we had really robust 
um, sort of systems and evaluations for for the teacher assessment. So actually, we're, we're probably one of the few places in the country where our our current results, our 2022 results, are actually higher than our teacher grades from last year because wow. we, you know, we 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 felt that we, you know, evaluated, we checked, we moderated. Obviously, we've got we've got nine secondary schools, so we uh, we moderated across the nine secondary schools last year, and we didn't think we were harsh, but we thought we were very fair. So actually, this year we're delighted. The results are way up on. 2019 for the for the uh, Chilton schools on average they're probably about nine ten percent up on 29 fit 2019 figures whereas actually we know the national rise is about five or six so we're really pleased so you know we're, we're delighted that that sort of I, I apologize my little dog <laughs> in and out. she's getting quite excited about the results day actually um go away goldie um but um but yeah, the, the dog's really cute. I might put the dog on air afterwards. That might uh, give you a few, <laughs> a few bonus points. Sufian Sadiq, who comes on the show a lot, is fighting to death of her, and she's tiny, and she's one year old. Um, but but by the by, the, so we're really pleased that the 2022 results are actually better than 2021, which were teacher assessments, as we know. So we're delighted with the young people, and and you know, as and as you both just said, and as Joe said earlier, seeing those children open up and get nines and eights when they thought they were going to get sevens and sixes was absolutely wonderful you know i had had a few tears in my eyes a couple of times today seeing that you know yeah i think i think that's amazing to hear you know i'm actually very surprised at the fact that uh the results are better this year but it's also very good to see that uh, our local community and the schools around our community always that improving always improving always progressing and just yeah. the same question to you Haya. Uh, how has the spread of results between been with your girls, and how have they differed? I think um, it's been a completely different um, environment for them. I think the fact that they've had to deal with the pandemic, post-pandemic, and even to the point that um, if we look at even you know like nationally statistics, our communities have been the hardest hit by COVID. Um, so the loss that they've suffered. The anxiety and all of those things that have come with it has played its part in this whole year. And I think the way, it, um, obviously we're, we're a small school, a small independent Islamic school compared to a big trust. But what we have had is the fact that our ethos, and I think the spiritual side of the school, the Islamic ethos in the school, has been actually the, the grounding point for a lot of these girls. And that's where they've turned to to get their... Um, support to get their um, you know to, to recharge their batteries if you like it's always been a case of they've, they've always turned to their religion if you like and you know return to their dean and always had that network of support from their parents and community as well and I think that's really really important to make a point about in our school a student doesn't just do an exam and pass the exams it's almost like the whole family has gone through that journey um, and it's almost like the whole community has gone through that journey. The one student achieving in that community isn't just that one student singly achieving. It's interdependent and we're all connected together and we all feel as if we're a part of that journey. Um, and it's just we're just so proud. We're just so proud of these girls and what they've achieved and, and where they're going to now. They've opened doors for other girls to, to step up Um I mean, next year, hopefully, you know, environment won't be as bad as it has been in the past few years. And, you know, and they've set a benchmark. And I think the Chilton kids as well have all set a um, very high benchmark for the kids for next year, which is fantastic. And they've raised, they've raised the bar for all of us. So it's, it's brilliant. Yeah, and I think you mentioned a very important point there about, you know, it's not just about maybe solely about that student, it's about the support network around them. So it's something that Joe also highlighted, that it's about the teachers around them, and the parents around them and how they've also had to navigate their way through some very difficult times in previous years. So this cohort had to deal with COVID in year 9, 10 and year 11, whereas myself and Razin, who got our GCSE results last year, only had to navigate our way through COVID for year 10 and year 11. So they've had three a, years of a considerably COVID. more difficult time, you could say, and a longer, prolonged period of dealing with this throughout their time at school. So yeah. I think it's, it's very important to sort of highlight that and the, and the way they've you know advanced through all these sort of uh uh you know 
difficult times that they've uh, gone through and they've still achieved amazing results. So I think it's very, very important to highlight that. It's, it's brilliant, mashallah. It's like, like I said, it's, it's an achievement for the whole community, um, especially our, our girls. Our, you know, if you look at the, again, look at the way they're represented or, you know, how they bear up against other community, um, communities, you know, that they do have their they do have it cut out for them and the fact that they have achieved so well has really it will really inspire other students to do the same and to you know be inspired by them and you know lead by example if you like it's yeah. fantastic yeah brilliant and then as uh, joe was saying that you know the way teachers have had to navigate through this you know learning uh, a, a style of virtual teaching that was something that joe highlighted that has been very very difficult for a lot of teachers and students alike, you know, dealing with that, you know, uh, some some of the teachers learning new things about technology and, uh, you know, navigating their way through that. And and despite all these issues that we talk about, you know, sort of social and sort of more technological issues, you could say, yeah. uh, we've, we've had an amazing set of results this year. So uh, I think it's important to note that as well, that a lot of my staff have been hit by the same level of pandemic and covid and post-covid and you know all, all of the things that the students have been hit by so you know they've had suffered loss and they've also suffered from anxiety and from all sorts of other you know things that have been happening around around you know due to covid so i think it's it's you know it they've been absolutely fantastic in supporting the students you know a lot of teachers came in today to, um, to see their students, you know, open their results, and it's just fantastic. And like we said, it's a team effort. It's not something that you do single-handedly. You know, you have a lot of network um, of people who, who you know, who work to make these students' lives better. And I think that's that's what we're doing. Yeah. So yeah, we've seen for the last three years the pandemic has been a complete communal effect on not just students but on teachers and parents alike. And of course, exam years don't come without problems. So this year in particular, we've actually seen that the exam boards, um, I think it was AQA or Edexcel, I'm not, I'm not sure which one, but the exam boards have actually sort of, um, in terms of providing topic lists for certain, so we were having this conversation with Joe, and we were asking her, so what could have exam boards done better in terms of providing accurate information for students in terms of their examinations? We'll ask that to Adrian first. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it was slow. Um, I don't want to be negative because obviously today's been really positive. Some of the things were really slow at the start of the year and they were contradictory. That didn't help. Uh, it sorted itself out a little as we went through. Um, but back in September, you know, teachers and students were panicking a little. Um, but if I, can, if I can just switch it to a positive as well and build on what I, I said about the, the community in, in Luton, um, really... Um, and obviously, I was ahead in central beds for 13 years before. I, I've been in Chilter for seven years now, and I, I love working in Luton. I live just outside Luton. But I was, in, I was ahead in central beds for 13 years. And actually, you didn't ever see parents come in to pick up GCSE results. And you see that in our Luton schools. And so I found that fascinating when I said that. And I, I reflected on it this morning. A lot of times, even when we were being interviewed by Inspire this morning or being interviewed by the BBC, parents were there opening the envelopes and it was a real community and family affair. And I love that about Luton. You know, I worked in a, a lovely village called Shefford, you know, in, in, in two schools, Robert Bloomfield and, and Sam Whitbread. You know, big schools, lovely schools. But the parents didn't ever come in and open their results envelope. And so that real community spirit, you know, going back to Aya's point, I just want to add that in. You know, that was what was beautiful about today. You know, the, the second envelope we opened, a dad was standing there in, in floods of tears of joy because his daughter had come over from Spain and had got all eights and nines and she'd only been in the country four years. Wow. You know, you wouldn't see that in... To, to, you know, to stereotype, you wouldn't see that in central bed schools so much. Whereas in the Luton community, you know that is that is commonplace, and that's a lovely part of opening the results up in in our Luton schools. Yes, I mean, I may, maybe I think. We've I, been... in, um, I just want to say, I think that the exam boards have done really, really well. There have been glitches, and they have released, like you know, like you said, some very dodgy papers and things. But all in all, I've been an examiner for a number of years. And I've seen them actually 
do really, really well um, at the same time. Um, you know, things do happen. You know, there's queues and queues on the phone if you're trying to get through TEDxL at this time of the year. It's not fantastic, but still, I mean, I will make a point about um, revision. And I will say that there are quite a lot of YouTubers out there who are, you know, self-proclaimed um, specialists in subjects. And I just find that they're, you know, AQA do try to vet it quite a bit. But I think, you know, there needs to be something around getting those you know, misinformation, not, you know, not, not being allowed like that. Because I've had to stop quite a lot of students writing the wrong things down in their exam papers. Um, and it has been thanks to people who are on YouTube who are quite famous YouTubers who, um, you know, who, who have their own, if you like, tuition YouTube channels. Um, yeah, I'm not going to mention them, but I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. I, I'm English subject specialist, and I'm talking about mainly English, but I do know there's been some out there who have given physics advice and advice around um, other subjects as well, biology, chemistry, and it's been misinformed. And I think that needs to be tackled a little bit because a lot of students are going there. They've been educated by TikTok, you know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things out there on social media that's... Um, misinformation and I think it's a bit of a shame because it, it, you know we could probably use those platforms a little bit better and they should be vetted a little bit better and I think uh, like, yeah, I think <laughs> like you said uh, uh, the examples were largely accurate we would just like to reiterate that they were largely yeah. accurate but there were just some minor issues <laughs> yeah some minor discrepancies you could say so uh, uh, obviously we've talked about some of the reactions of the students have been very very positive what advice uh, do you have in terms of the next steps for students who have just received the results? So uh, we'll go to Adrian first. Yeah, I, I think it's for those that have done well, and I saw a lot of people doing well today, you know, they've probably got their, their path set out and hopefully their aspirational path uh, for, for sixth form next. Chilton don't have any uh, sixth form colleges as such. Um, they do have in Leighton Buzzard, but not in Luton. Um We've got one in 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 Leighton Buzzard, which you know we we think actually got the highest A level results in the county this year. So we were delighted with our A levels, but we don't have an A level provision in Luton. Um, but obviously there are some strong provisions um, uh, across the the town, um, uh, Luton Sixth Form, Barnfield, etc. Um, you know, and some schools do have sixth form provision. So my advice is one: if you've got your grades, stick with your plan and be aspirational. Secondly, if you haven't got your grades get into the schools and get the support immediately to see what your options are. Um, it's not the end of the world if you fail your GCSEs or don't get the grades you need, but you need to go and get support and advice from, from the schools and from your families um, and look at your, your next options and choose those, whether that be resets or whether that be um, choosing a different pathway. Um, but I'd go and get advice would be would be my um, thing. And the, the lovely thing, I was, I was in Denby today, and the lovely thing about Denby is that their tutors are there on hand to talk through as they give them to them, as they give the results out. And I'm sure I've got exactly the same. Obviously, the smaller the school, the more individualised the service you can give. But it is important to talk to the people that know you and talk through those options. Very, very good. And now to yourself, Haya, uh, what... Uh advice would you give to students who are sort of moving forward because uh, as me and Razin were discussing before you know uh, academic study doesn't it never stops really you could say yeah. you're always learning maybe always not improving. academic study always. but learning you're always learning something new so what would be the next step for students at uh, your school and just students in general so in my school many of our students because they do Islamic curriculum as um, half of their you know, half of their school day Islamic curriculum, and many of them aspire to become alimiyas, which is teachers of Islam. So they actually, um, you know, move on to those sorts of courses. And there's so many out there. I mean, we offer one um, which is quite unique. But what it is is you need to look at what the options. Um, all our students have been given exit questionnaires to finish and um, to fill in, so that we know what they're doing and where they're, you know, heading to. Any that I've had come back who aren't sure what they're going to be doing, specialise that advice for them. And like Adrian said, because we're a smaller setting, it's more of a one-to-one -one, um, support that you, you know, because you don't have as many students as you do in, in the Chiltern Academy. 
um, schools. So you can then sort of tailor the support. So, for example, we have a student who hasn't done well, and um, but will be resitting her exams. Um, but at the same time, we'll be supporting her along with that and making sure that she's um, she's equipped to do that. So that everybody's an individual. And before anything else, I want everybody to enjoy this moment. I know you can all rush in to make your plans for, you know, but you can do that tomorrow. You know, enjoy what you've, what you've um, achieved today um, and be thankful for, for what you have because it's fantastic. So I think um, that's, that's my biggest advice is enjoy today and then sit down and really go through your options. And there's so many different signposts around Luton. Um, my, our students can come to us. They've got email addresses. A lot of parents have put my own email address that they can email me through to. Um, and then we'll tailor the support around each student. Most of our students have got their um, plans in place of where they want to go. Some are going to sixth form, some are going to colleges, some are staying on and doing um, Islamic curriculum course, plus they're doing national curriculum as well alongside it. Some students are going abroad, some students are um, studying in, in different settings. It all They all have different pathways. Mashallah. So it's just, you know, wishing them well and making sure that they are, they have made the right choice. And like Adrian said, if, you know, even if you haven't got your grades or you haven't quite made, you know, the plan has to change, then you sit down and change it. You don't give up as such. Yeah, I think that's that's very, very well put. You know, in, enjoy what you've achieved. And then maybe yeah. you can, uh, I think that's very important there. If, if there are any GCSE students out there listening, Enjoy what you've done. You've worked very hard for the results, so you should be very proud of yourself and enjoy these few days. And then maybe you can sort of analyze your options uh, for moving forward. So we have about 10 seconds left until the show finishes. I would just like to say a very big thank you to uh, Haya and Adrian Rogers uh, for joining us today. And I think it's, uh, it's been uh, invaluable. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at InspireFM Luton.